Hey, it's Mother Funny Time with Andy and Angie. Two cousins, eight kids, one grandkid, two states. And a whole lot of fun. Woo! Welcome back, Mother Funny Tribe. (laughs) Let's try something new. (laughs) Sultry. (laughs) Or creepy. (laughs) Yeah, or creepy. Some would say... (laughs) I just, I was trying something different. Again, I don't, it tells me, the podcast tells me what it's going to do. I have no control. It was like serious, sultry, creepy, like all of a sudden. Stalker vibes. It's a little bit jazz. Welcome back to Mother Funny with Angie and Andy. We need elevator music in the background. Do, do, do. We're back. We're back again today. Today we're um, continuing our discussion on back to school because it is August and kids are either starting or just started unless you go to UCLA and then you're a month out. So there's that. So back with Angie and Andy and um, last episode, which you probably listened to over and over and over, I'm sure of it, we found out that Angie does have quite a huge pressure on back to school for her and her family because they have four kids at the moment. They have four kids going to three schools that start at three different times. And she's soon to have five kids at four schools starting at four different times, plus activities for four different children, multiple activities. So just getting kids past the cow or horse fields (laughs) over the fences to their correct places and their correct dance studios has been a lot. So we, I just want to take a moment and just recognize what a hard worker she is. Everyone, everyone, (laughs) let's just give, give give her, give it to the girl. Let's give the girl a hand. Yeah. 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 And for all of you moms out there who are in a similar boat, even if you have less than four or five kids, Like it's still, it's a lot of juggling and there's times where you're trying to figure out picking up and if you're working and you're like, okay, my kid gets out at this time and they got to get home and this kid and they have to get to this practice and you're running around, um, we see you, Angie sees you clearly and we applaud you. And today we're going to even talk more about stress, the stress that back to school brings, which Angie has become very aware of and well she has been for a while and some I would say an expert on let's say she's an expert on she didn't take calculus but I believe she's an expert <laughs> I did not take calculus on stress so tell us what are some of the stresses for the parents with back to school I just want to ask can I make a sign that says I'm an expert at back to school stress can I own that yes. award <laughs> Expert back to school stress. That would be E B T S S. Yes. <laughs> we can make that a shirt. Absolutely. It would be in like all of the primary colors. It'd be amazing. Excellent. Yes. Well, I think we should start out with the morning rut- routine because a lot of moms stress about just the mornings, just getting their kids to school. Because especially after the summer, 
most of us did not stay on a very strict schedule. You know, so our kids were up <laughs> late. They woke up late. You know, some days would be busier than other days. And now all of a sudden, your kids have to be on a very strict schedule when the school tells them what time to even get there, what time to eat, what time snack is, what time the potty breaks are. And so that can just be a huge, giant shift for a ton of kids, especially when it comes to just getting ready. You know, because sometimes in the summer, you just wear pajamas or a bathing suit. And now all of a sudden, like, you have to have your outfit. Like, you were talking about back to school the first day. Like, what's your back to school outfit? Or just waking up in the morning extra early. And I know it takes my kids, like, three weeks to fully adjust from, like, summer mode to then school mode in the sense that they're just exhausted. And for, like, those parents who have toddlers Mm. at preschool or kindergartners, first graders. I mean, they're just so tired when they come home from school because their body's adjusting to waking up early, to being the kids are stressed out themselves at school, to all the change. And so I think just preparing the kids for that morning, like we're all trying to be happy mom who's calm, everything's fine, we're all relaxed. And then you have to like, hurry, you're like rushing out the door, but you're trying to be calm as you're rushing out the door. (laughs) Are you good at that? Are you good at remaining calm when you're trying to rush out the door? Because I'm not, but I just want to know if you are. I do the best I can. Thankfully, there's like a pack of them. So they're like rushing each other. Like they're hurrying each other because they don't want to be late. So if one is kind of slow or lagging behind or a little tired, it's them like, come on, come on. They're the ones like cheering them on. (laughs) Let's go. Or even Brooklyn will get the twins water in their water bottles if they haven't done that yet because to make sure that she's at school on time. So they kind of pressure each other in the mornings to move, to go a little faster, to get dressed, get their hair done, all that kind of stuff. Now, that's the public school or probably some part of the private school world. The homeschool world is the morning routine, getting ready for school, stressful at all. Like, what does that look like nowadays in the homeschool world? Okay, first of all, I want to say that your morning sounds like every trip to the airport. (laughs) Seems like every day (laughs) you guys are trying to catch a flight. (laughs) And you're going to LAX (laughs) and it's rush hour. (laughs) And you're like, I want to be cool, but we can't miss this flight. Okay. And the backpacks are so big. So it's like the luggage. (laughs) Do you have liquids in there? Are your liquids sealed? (laughs) Did you pack extra underwear? I don't know. Okay, so homeschool, yeah, I in I can't speak for every homeschool mom, obviously, because they weren't all built like me. <laughs> no, <laughs> <Right>. they weren't. <laughs> but we usually started out strong, like we're going to have a schedule, we're going to have a routine. And that would stay, I would say for maybe the first month, my kids might correct me on that. And then by the end of the year, I was just like... We're just rolling out of bed. And I'm like, here's all the things to do. Did you do it? Just do it. (laughs) So we would lose momentum, but we tried. Like we would, we didn't have an early start. We would have, to me, a reasonable start time um, for somebody who chose to do school at home. There's no reason to rush because also in the younger years, school doesn't take as long. So we would, like I would have a plan set out. They usually had to be dressed until 
probably until they got older, but they were younger. We wanted them dressed, teeth brushed, you know, eating breakfast. <laughs> and then we would start. And again, when they were younger, we maybe we said the pledge. I think I just want, I just figured like if we didn't, if I don't teach them the pledge, they're not going to know. <laughs> like, you know how in elementary school, like you and junior high, you do the, I don't know if you do it in junior high, but I remember at least in elementary school, we did the pledge every day. It was a thing. And I'm like, oh, what are my kids? They're not going to know the pledge if I don't do it at home. So there were things like that I would try to implement, but I wasn't on a strict schedule. But when I had other kids that I homeschooled, we kind of made it a little more strict, but then we just wanted to go have fun. Like we go swimming or I'd let them play, but yeah, that was it. Okay. So Not very exciting. So no, but it's good to hear the the differences, right? Between the public private school situation, morning rush versus the homeschool world could be a little bit more lax. I mean, when I was homeschooled in high school, I wore my pajamas every day until our first break. <laughs> and then I yeah, could go in get dressed. School, it's just whatever. <laughs> I wore like yeah, there's no pants rules. And a sweatshirt every day. Yeah. It was a little lax when I was back when I was homeschooled. But academics. Moms stress about academics. They worry about mm. if the kids can keep up on their schoolwork, especially for those kids who are like struggling academically. They might worry if there's going to be too much homework for their kids or are their kids staying up too late doing homework? Are they understanding what's going on? You know, or then there's those parents. God bless you, parents, but can you stop bragging who are saying, like, <laughs> I don't know if my child's being <laughs> challenged enough academically. Like, for the, all of you parents who are worried about that, just keep that to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if your kid's like, <laughs> you're like, we're, we're just trying to keep up. <laughs> Again, I'm trying to get my kids to school on time and not be tardy. <laughs> we're trying to catch a flight. <laughs> Homeschool is more like you're going on a road trip every day. <laughs> so if you're going to school, it's a flight. If you're homeschooling, you're just going on a road trip. <laughs> it's the difference. I love that. So, yeah. So I think academics, though, when you're just sending your kids, you're like crossing your fingers like, I hope they're learning. But I think in the homeschool world, clearly you're very aware of what they're learning or what they need to work on. Is yeah. that stressful? Because you're the one who's planning it. I mean, at the beginning of the school year, when you're like, I got my lesson plans, what is the stress level like for homeschool moms at the beginning with all their lesson plans and academics? For me, I would say that it was stressful. Like I always felt unsure if my kids were at the level that other people, other kids were at, because when you're schooling your kids at home, you, there's not that competition. There's not all of the grading. You're just kind of, you know, it's like a private tutor. So you know how good your child is doing in school and you know what they're learning, but you also don't know where they go. They are on the spectrum for their grade. So it is stressful. Um, I remember I would personally have my kids do the state testing at the end of the year just to make sure that we were on track to see where they were doing because as a homeschool parent like it's on you like if your kids aren't academically where they should be you feel the responsibility whether or not it's your fault like some kids you know that they, they might have a learning disability they might have you know like a dyslexia or just 
math isn't their thing or something isn't their thing. There's something they could struggle with, or maybe it's even just paying attention or maybe whatever it is. So when you come up against that, it makes it even, you know, more difficult because then you feel like it's your fault, but it's not. It's just how the child learns and that they might need extra help or support. Um, so yeah, I would say across the board, academics can be really stressful unless when if like, I think the homeschool world has those same kind of braggy parents <laughs> who can be like, we only do the upper, the hard, hard, hard curriculum. <laughs> <laughs> we only do the super, ch- oh, you guys are doing sixth grade math in sixth grade. Well, we're doing calculus in sixth grade. So I mean, <laughs> not everyone. But yeah, it's it's a little stressful. I think I told you when my daughter, uh, my oldest, went to public school in eighth grade and she had to test into everything because they didn't have, you know, her transcripts from the other schools. And she tested off the charts for a lot of things. And I was like, oh, praise God, because I didn't know I didn't know how it was going to go. You know, it's stressful as a homeschool mom to know exactly where your kids are at. And I was not great at grading papers. So I didn't know, like I could grade the paper, but I didn't know what their essay should look like. So I would try to reach out for help and friends. So yeah, it was stressful. The long answer is yes, absolutely. Okay, real quick, true story. Back when I was homeschooled, I was in Lori. I'm not going to give you her last name. I was in Lori's writing class (laughs) in the homeschool world. Literally, that was the hardest writing class of my entire educational career. Like I never got anything better than a B. (laughs) My (laughs) dad once wrote a paper and she gave him a C. (gasps) But he wrote it as if he was me because they were like, why are you keep getting C's? And like that's a D in this class. Like what's going on? Because I was so worried about my grades. And so my dad's like, here, I'm going to write it. He wrote it about like a sunflower. It was, and he got a C and he was like, all right, this is a really hard class. But the thing (laughs) is, is that class was so challenging, but it set me up for college after that. You know, like I did horrible in that class, but I always did really, really well in my college courses, especially in my writing classes, to the point I even had the dean of the department like pull me aside because he was also one of my teachers. And he was like, you like to write, don't you? And I said, well, I mean, I enjoy it. And he goes, well, yeah, your writing skills are really, really good. Not to pat myself on the back, but I was like, no, it's (laughs) because I failed this writing class. I kept having to take it. Like my mom kept putting me in Lori's writing classes. Like maybe she'll pass it this time. (laughs) Get higher than a C. It was so funny. I would say a C is not failing. C's get degrees is what I hear. 100%. 100%. So something else. A lot of moms stress out about at the beginning of the school year. Now, for um, a lot of us, I think it's throughout the school year, but definitely at the beginning would be the social, like the kids, parents having concerns for their children about, you know, will my child make friends? Will they be bullied? Um, Will they connect with other people? Will they? Okay, especially for those kids who are introverts. I don't want to say those kids who are shy because we're not supposed to say shy anymore. Remember you say for those children. It's not on trend. It's not on trend. It's not what you're supposed to say. We're supposed to say those children who observe before they engage. So when you have the introvert Mm. children who observe before they engage, those moms specifically can really stress out about their kids' socialization and what's going to happen 
with them making friends or keeping friends or seeing friends from previous grades. That's what's happening out here. What about in the social world? Because I know there's always that like (laughs) worry. (laughs) I can guess. I can guess that moms of homeschool kids worry about socializing their kids. Oh, yeah. Well, I told you that as a, uh, I mean, I wasn't worried about them in class per se. (laughs) But my big push, my, you know, goal as a homeschool mom was to help my kids have a lovely, fulfilling social life. So I started a whole homeschool group, not homeschool. Well, yeah, it was a homeschool group for connecting with other kids, doing, um, activities, field trips, get togethers with another, with another group of moms. And we just had this amazing, it was really amazing. It was really fun. We did so many fun things. Our kids really got to, you know, hang out with one another and really enjoyed being with kids their age and all the, well, it was all the ages together. So like they had their ages, plus they had olders and youngers. They all like made friends together, which is really beautiful. Um, my daughter married someone from their from that homeschool group, so it worked out for us because now we have a grandkid who's adorable. But even like as a public school mom, that was my number one thing too. Like I think that's always been something that parents can tend to worry about unless they have a very outgoing child who makes friends easily it's harder. Yeah. It's just something we always worry about. My kids are more interest introverted. Well, my son is a little extroverted and he seems to have an easier time. My girls are well-loved, have great friends, but they, they need someone to kind of draw them out. I think my daughter, she's older, doesn't need to, like she's more extroverted, but younger, my younger girls, my younger girls, needed to find, they needed to be connected with introvert. I mean, extroverts who could draw them out. And yeah, it was, it was really hard, like letting them go off to school and hoping that you would have extroverts in their life that would help, you know, get them connected, especially shallow when she went to school, high school for her first time. And she knew exactly one person (laughs) like, (laughs) But by the by the end of her senior year, she was the senior class vice president. She gave the speech at graduation. She has, you know, grew a whole community and it was so awesome. But it was it was really hard for her that first year. Really hard. And now she's going off to college and she's gonna have to do it all again, but this time without me. Like it's it's on her. She has to take all those tools that she learned and apply them to her own life. And I think she's gonna do great. I really do. She will. She's going to thrive. She's going to thrive. Well, it's interesting because at least here, when it's the elementary school, that first day of school, parents can park and walk their kids into the building and say goodbye, like get them to their class, you know, take all the pictures you want. And it's interesting because the twins, um, one's an extrovert and one's an introvert. And so to figure out, okay, who are we going to drop off first? What are we going to do? What that's going to look like? And it's a day filled with so many emotions. For the kids, they're all excited and a little nervous. And for the moms, part of you is like heartbroken. I mean, even at the school, they have something called cheers and tears. We're like, 
once you drop your kids off at school, you can like go hang out with parents in the cafeteria and cry together or celebrate together regardless. And so is there champagne or Prosecco there? Because that sounds, you know, (laughs) perfect opportunity. (laughs) There should be. I think it's not allowed on the school premises. (laughs) It's looked down upon to have day drinking at an elementary school is what I'm hearing you say. It might be in some of the mom Stanleys, you know? <laughs> you just see these little bubbles popping up the straw. <laughs> exactly. I'm not judging. You I'm must be saying. in the Cheers area. <laughs> yes. All these moms with bubbly strawed Stanleys are walking over to the Cheers area. They're very, right. very happy. They're very excited. Their kids, they're celebrating. <laughs> First day. They've all got their swimsuits on. They showed up basically with a cover up and a Stanley full of Prosecco just ready to go. They're ready to Sorry. go. I don't know where it, the podcast chooses what I say. <laughs> no, I love it. I absolutely love it. So this year, and I think it's been every year, actually, we drop Peyton off first because she's the introvert. And so it's oh. almost like Tegan also wants to make sure Peyton is okay and is comfortable in her environment because Tegan is an extrovert and she knows she's just going to bounce on in to the class and be happy and make all these new friends. And we always just wait and make sure and, hey, look who's here and put your backpack there. And we definitely make sure she's comfortable and okay. And she always is. I mean, I'm probably making a bigger deal out of it than it is, but that's the mom side of you, you know, the mom like worry part of it. Like, is she going to be okay? She's a little introvert and so sweet and so cute and just wants to do gymnastics all day. And so we really took time this year specifically for her. I mean, I think this year was even extra time. And we were taking pictures with other friends because she has some close friends in her class. We took the class picture or the picture in her class with her group of friends and you know you take a picture of her by the locker you take a picture of your child with the teacher I mean it's a big event and even though the principal's always saying like parents you need to be out of the building at this time they're not strict about it you got the people with the Stanleys cheering their way (laughs) in their bathing suits and their sun hats So they give a little bit of grace there. And then, you know, we I dropped Tegan off and she was excited. And I actually wasn't in her class as long because she was fine. She was confident. She was ready to go. I knew she'd be fine. And so I think it's just the emotions of that first day. For those of us who have kids who have like inhalers or allergy medicine, I mean, all that stuff also has to be dropped off before the first day of school because you want to make sure that they have all the medication there. And it's so funny because last year... At the elementary school, there was a new nurse, and I walked in before school started, a few days before school started, and I was like, hey, I just want to introduce myself. I'm Angie. Here's a whole bunch of medication. Just so you know, we're about to be best friends. (laughs) (laughs) But we totally have become really good friends over the year. (laughs) Oh, I love it. So I think that is a big thing that moms worry about, also nutrition, Like we have to talk about like the school lunches, Mm. preparing school lunches, or like for those of us who like my kids buy lunch once a week, some kids buy lunch every single day of the week, which again is fine. Um, You just making sure they have money on their account. I mean, it's all these little specifics that you just have to make sure are prepared before school even starts. I mean, I guess when you're homeschooled, it's like we had a lot of sandwiches, I remember, you know, or cereal. (laughs) We had leftovers. It was usually whatever's leftovers so that when my kids have to go to school, like they were like, 
maybe not my oldest because she had she went to school more than the other two. Well, Ch- Caleb was homeschooled the whole time, but they're like sandwiches. Who eats sandwiches? I'm like, you don't understand. <laughs> In the public school world, kids have sandwiches. Um, my youngest does not even like sandwiches to this day. And so we had to find the right, the one sandwich she would eat, which I made her for every lunch because it was the only one she really liked. I mean, she'll eat it fancier sandwiches like with like hot sandwiches <laughs> which is so homeschooled of her <laughs> but I also have to say like moms in the 80s must have had it so easy because my first day of school like mom's parents were barely there like they're like pretty much like drop kicking their kids out of the car right I remember my kin- first day of kindergarten I got dropped off I did not know what class I was in. No joke. I got in the line for the class of the teacher I wanted. <laughs> you literally chose your teacher and class. <laughs> I, I I literally like went in. They called. They had everybody sit down. And she's like calling everyone's name, going through all the introductions. And I was like, excuse me, you didn't call me. She's like, what's your name? And I told her, she's like, you're not my class. <laughs> And I'm like, no, okay. <laughs> like, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> I'm five years old. I have no idea where I'm going. And so they figured out what class I was in. <laughs> I went to my class and I, no joke, I'm going to say this. I don't even care. I had the meanest <laughs> kindergarten teacher. <laughs> so there was no like <laughs> parents trying to get me into the right class There was no, like, I don't think there was any medication at this school. (laughs) Nobody even walked me to my classroom. There were no parents staying. There were no pictures. (laughs) I don't even know what I wear. All I know is that I literally thought my teacher was a witch. And I came home and I'm like, my teacher is a witch. And she's so mean. And she had a third boob. (laughs) And to this day... I still think about her and it's so sad. I can't breathe. And nobody ever told me what was going on with her third boob. And I just stared at it all year long and it was never brought up. (laughs) And yeah, so mom's in the (laughs) eighties. They had, they all had their Prosecco, I guess. I don't even know. I'm sorry to all you <laughs> boomer moms out there, <laughs> but you really had it. <laughs> okay. First of all, I'm crying and I can't breathe. <laughs> you don't know what life was like for us, Angie. <laughs> you don't know what the public school world was. <laughs> the fact. That you come home and you say, my teacher's a witch. That's not a good way to start the day or the school year. And do you think anything was done? No. I was like, I do not want to be in this woman's class. She terrifies me. And she's growing things on herself. I don't know what's happening. She doesn't appear to like me. And no joke. She talked like this. She yelled. <laughs> she must have been from New York. I don't know. 
She was. Did she wear a? She was terrified. Did she wear a black hat and have a broom in the corner? No. I always thought that I literally. I'm five years old, and I was like, she, she's, she's gonna practice magic. Okay, walk me through this. Okay. You're five years old. You get yes. dropped off in the front of the school or uh-huh. the back of the school because you know there's always different entrances. Uh, the front. The front. Okay. The front of the school was it like through the carpool line. Like they just dropped you off, or we see we didn't have carpool lines. I don't know what world you think we came from. <laughs> it was the Wild West. <laughs> I mean, like there was did they park? there was barely people looking. No, there you just like people pulled over. You got out of the car. There was no like safety. There was no officers. It was they threw you out there and you if if you survived, you were doing pretty good. It was like the Oregon Trail. <laughs> if you got dysentery, you were out of luck. <laughs> by first grade, I was walking by myself to school. <laughs> so or I had my brother with me. But yeah, there was there was none of this involvement you speak of. Am I te- seriously that teacher? I don't know why. Like, I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, why was she a kindergarten teacher? Like, she would have been way better in the higher grades. But I saw her again through my schooling, you know, because she worked at the school. And she still gave me a hard time in, like, third and fourth grade. Like, she would see me in the library and say rude things to me. And I'm like, what did I do to you? (laughs) Maybe she knew. She knew that you wanted to be. That I thought she was a witch. No, she knew that you wanted the other class. She knew you chose Maybe. the other kindergarten class and it bothered her. It's something that stuck I with don't her. know. Why doesn't Andy want to be in my class? Like if she's still alive, I want to find her because as a kid, I was so confused. Anyway. I need you so, to text me her yes. name because I'm totally going to go Facebook stalk her and Instagram stalk her and see what I can find out. <laughs> She was probably like 25, but in my mind, she was like a 68-year-old. <laughs> With a voice like that. Kids! Kids! And she kind of looked like an 80s Liza Minnelli. <laughs> With, and she would wear the sweaters with the lump in the middle, and I don't know what it was. I know I've said that a lot, but I can't tell you what it puts on a child to never have that answered. <laughs> After over 40 years, I still don't have an answer. I've never seen it again. If you are listening and you know what that was, <laughs> please, please put my childhood processing to an end and let me know what that was. Anyway. Okay. It's so, yeah. It's amazing that you got an A in calculus in college because your kindergarten year was so. <laughs> So horrible and scary and traumatic. This is traumatic. Yes. Like you're just walking into a class, into the school as a five-year-old. I hope you find the right, even like kindergarten area. I hope you find the right class with the right teacher. I mean, there's so many things that could cause anxiety in just a little child or even an adult. Like if I walk somewhere, I don't know where I'm going with like my backpack, no one to talk to. I mean, this is this is traumatizing, and you had to go through that every day. The funny thing is, you're like, and you kind of sounded like our parents in a way when you're like, and the next year I walked to school. <laughs> I did. There were no fences and cow fields, there were ditches and drains. I know when Brooklyn has her podcast in years to come, she's going to be like, my fifth grade year, I had to walk across the street with a police officer. 
<laughs> jump a fence. In the cold. Yeah. Right now it's like over 100 degrees. She'll be like, it was 107 degrees and I was so oh. hot. And then it's going to get cold in Texas. And I'm like, girl, this is the only way I can pick you up. So I know that that trauma is happening. <laughs> Just start saving for it now. It's actually a super They're- fun e- experience for her because she's with her friend. Like at least she was Aww. with her friend. Like it sounds like you were like oh, yeah. by yourself yeah, so- or with your brother. Which What you're explaining is a very fun, safe adventure growing. What I'm explaining is childhood trauma and the Wild West that we lived in back then. (laughs) In San Diego. Us latchkey kids in San Diego in a nice suburb. (laughs) Okay, your first grade teacher. What happened your first day, first grade year? Like... You knew at least where the first grade classes were. Did you have a teacher who was kind? I had all fantastic teachers after kindergarten. I don't remember my first days of any day but kindergarten because that one stuck out. (laughs) I mean, if you go to the wrong classroom and you end up in the scary witch's classroom, (laughs) everybody just take a minute. She looks... I don't know if you've seen the movie Arthur with Dudley Moore. It's from the 80s. But Liza Minnelli, just picture Liza Minnelli... With her short, like, black hair, right? And she, so she looked like that. And then she had these sweaters. She would wear all these different printed sweaters. And she'd talk like this. And she'd be like, hi, kids, good morning. We're going to see the pledge. (laughs) I like that you keep mentioning the sweaters because it was the 80s. (laughs) it's it, it's like emblazoned in my mind. Like, I don't know what I need to do to move forward from this. Maybe it's talking it out and processing it. Thank you, everyone. Yes, I don't know. But yeah, so that stuck in my mind. I can't tell you about my other first days of school, but all of my other teachers, sweet, lovely, lovely people. Okay, not to cause any issues with the family. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Bring it. (laughs) You have a witch as a teacher. You end up in the wrong class. This whole day is traumatizing. You're five years old. You go home. You tell your mom, mom, I have a witch as a teacher. My teacher is a witch. What's your mom's response? Honestly, I don't know. Okay. It wasn't enough to do anything. (laughs) I stayed in her class. I don't know what the rules were like. I don't remember my mom saying anything bad or negative. I don't, I really don't remember. But it was the 80s. So, so handle it. You just, it was what it, it, you handled your business. You went to school, you let the witch yell at you. But also really funny. <laughs> but she she did teach me. Like I learned phonics. Well, yeah, because you were I scared. Learned. You were like, I have to learn. I counted by it was terrifying. I remember having to count by fives. And if you were wrong, she's like, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you that this this was my introduction to the public school system. <laughs> Besides, I mean, I was in daycare, but in preschool. Anyway, it was a harsh reality. It was kind of like those five-year-olds who get kicked out on the street to go to work. That's what it felt like. <laughs> <laughs> You're out of the house now. You're five. Start living on your own. 
We've taken far too much of this podcast to talk about my teacher. (laughs) This is exactly what it needed to be. I've known you my whole life. I never knew how traumatizing (laughs) kindergarten was. I'm sorry. And let that be like for all of you who are putting your first kids into kindergarten this year, just know that my kindergarten experience was horrible. And yet I got an A in calculus. (laughs) Yes. Later, <laughs> it all worked out. It's fine. Everything's fine. Anxiety medication is getting cheaper and more readily available. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not, but I am. <laughs> so I've heard. So I've heard. <laughs> so there you go. So yes, your kids might go through things, and maybe in their forties, they'll still think back on how horrible. <laughs> kindergarten was. It's fine. Everything is fine. I don't even care. You're stronger for it. I mean, it's horrible, I am but you survived it. You need a shirt that says yeah. I'm a survivor or I survived whatever your teacher's <laughs> class is. Like I survived Miss Smith's class or whatever her last name is. Okay. I, I had a shirt. Here it is. This is a story with her, but I was in like third or fourth grade And it said, Agent 00 Sleep. I don't know why. Somebody (laughs) made the shirt. Somebody made the shirt for me. I was wearing it to school. I don't know why. But I was wearing a shirt that said, Agent 00 Sleep. She, I run into her and she goes, why are you wearing that shirt? Are you lazy? It's because you're lazy and like calls me lazy. But it sounded more like this. Why are you wearing that shirt? Are you lazy? <laughs> and of course, I'm just like, this woman has like instilled fear in me my <laughs> ever since I've known her. And now I don't even know what to say. So I do remember telling my mom, like, I, I don't even want to say her name in the off chance that somebody knows who I'm talking about. But I told my mom that she said that. And my mom told the school that she said that and she came up to me the next day with like a so I heard you were upset (laughs) that I said this I don't think you're lazy (laughs) so even her apology was scary and I was like okay fast forward like years later years later I was probably like I think I'd had a child by then I happened to be on the school grounds. I don't even know when it was, honestly, but I remember being older where I shouldn't be afraid of her. I saw her and I was still too scared to talk to her. (laughs) I was like, and I could have asked her things. I could have said, you know, in my five-year-old view, you had a third boob. What was that? (laughs) I remember asking my mom. She didn't tell me. Her voice, when you do it, it sounds like the bird of Jafar. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I think, you know, now that I'm saying this, I I have memories of like just talking about how much I didn't like my teacher and my mom supporting me and my dislike of her or just being like, like laughing at it. You know, like she made me feel heard. (laughs) Was anything done? No, but I did feel heard. So that was good. I'm sorry I keep bringing up the third thing. I can't. <laughs> Don't apologize. You're. I can't it's part, stop. It's part of the experience. And that's 
what we're talking about is everything that we go through and the kids go through. And yours was super traumatic. So if you survived, <laughs> moms, your kids are going to survive. Like if Andy survived the witch kindergarten, <laughs> it sounds like she- And not like, not like Miss Frizzle from the magic school bus, not like Glenda the good witch, like none of these fun, magical creatures. She was like the scary one with the black hat who ate children. And she was a kinder. Why did <laughs> really have a problem with the school? <laughs> there are better places for her. <laughs> Maybe she chose the wrong profession also. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Yes. Now I'm going to have to go. Google stalker. I know. I'm so interested what the rest of her life was like. When you were in like later elementary years, middle school, maybe even high school, would you talk to your friends about her? Like, hey, remember such and such teacher? You know, because your friends all have similar teachers as they grow up or they would all know each other. None of them had her. None of them did. None of them had her because we were all in the same grade. And I, I don't remember like even having friends. Gosh. I gotta, I gotta do some research, but I don't know if I talked about her later. But I'm sure my friends, I told my friends about her throughout the elementary school years because she was terrifying. But I didn't get in the my friends. I think most of my friends were in the teacher I wanted to be in that I waited in line for, <laughs> and I sat in her class. And she was like the sweetest. Imagine like the sweetest. Okay, have you seen Matilda? Imagine you would have been in Miss Honey's class and then Miss Honey's like, sorry, you're in Miss Trunchbull's class. That's what it was like. And I am Matilda and I have special powers. (laughs) (laughs) That is my hero story. Again, okay, so what are some stresses? We've talked about my stress as a child. I think this was so good, and I think it's the comic relief that mom ne- that moms need. We need to know it's not going to be that bad. <laughs> yeah, there's probably... They probably have laws now against this kind of thing. So, and now apparently parents walk their children to kindergarten, which I remember doing and all the elementary and taking grades. pictures and meeting the teachers. You meet their teacher. Like I did that with Daisy um when she went to kindergarten. You did that with all your kids, but not in the eighties. In the eighties, I'm telling you, you had a covered wagon. And if you could make it with your food supplies without getting the gout. I don't know. I'm trying to think of more. Here's a homeschool story for you. When I'm excited. When we were learning about like the pioneer days and all that kind of stuff, we like reenacted the pioneer people. (laughs) Whatever they're they're called. Okay. (laughs) And we each had like our own part to play and we like went around um our friend's house and there's a whole group of us and we acted out certain scenes or parts of it and we lived and we, you know, ate certain foods or whatever. But like I was, you know, quote unquote, like married and like to my friend, (laughs) I was married to Tawny and then we had like a kid and then our kid died. 
And like we had to bury the kid. And it was like, this is real life how it was in the pioneer days. And it was like so sad. Wow. It's like stuck with me all these years. <laughs> they wanted us to get like the real life experience. <laughs> and like our little girl died. <laughs> we had like a funeral for it. <laughs> oh my goodness. It was horrible. It was so horrible. I can't even tell you much of what we did on that big pioneer day. And like are my mom really planned it out and the other homeschool moms they really planned it out like it we dressed up in like the pioneer clothes it sounds planned out we had a full (laughs) day of it (laughs) but maybe our little daughter didn't need to die (laughs) why would they choose me of all people too let's give it up angie who's like super optimistic really happy-go-lucky kid Let's knock her down a peg. (laughs) Teach her that life's not all sunshine and roses. Pioneer. Some people die of dysentery on the way. Pioneer people aren't supposed to be this happy. (laughs) She's too happy. (laughs) So what we found out is this episode is just Angie and I just processing our past (laughs) school dramas. And we went, we're way over time. Oh, We should just end it. I think it's good. Like, it's so funny. (laughs) I think it's good. Just end it. All right. Well, if you have your own first day of school or pioneer trauma you'd like to share, please, please message us. We want to hear about it. We want to process with you. For the record, it's 2023 and you just said pioneer trauma. (laughs) That's the best. I know it's out there. I know there's some pioneer trauma out there. Reach out to us. Um, share us with another fellow pioneer. <laughs> if you had a We're going teacher dark again. who was a witch, <laughs> share with them about this podcast so they can relate to Andy's story. Yes. If you also had a scary, scary kindergarten teacher, please, with a scary voice who never liked you, <laughs> please share it. <laughs> All right. Thanks. All right, that's all we have time for today. We got to wrap it up, unfortunately. But just remember, you might think you're doing just okay, but we think you're doing really great. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We hope you have a great mother funny day. Please like and share our podcast. But please don't tell our moms. Three, that's so two, funny. One. Yeah. It's delayed. That's so funny because on my side, it's perfect. And everything from the last like six months makes sense. (laughs) I can't say that. (laughs) Everything in my life makes sense now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the saddest thing is I never came to the conclusion that there was a delay. I just kept thinking, how come come she doesn't see that we're not together? Like, I didn't want to say it, like, don't you see? But I was like, that's so weird that she doesn't see that. Maybe she has, like, a sight delay. I don't know. All makes sense. <laughs> Thank you for not shaming me for my pretend sight delay due to an actual time delay. She just doesn't know what this looks like. <laughs> I don't I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> it's because I was homeschooled. Can't it was, I, I can't clap. She can't she can't clap. She doesn't know when things clap together. <laughs> she doesn't know what the same time means. No. Nope. <laughs>